This is the Unleash Your Life podcast, where you're going to learn to rewild yourself. I'm your host, Lane Smith-Brown, and I'm a best-selling author and rewilding guide. And over the last 20 years, I've been guiding women back to their truest selves. You see, you were born wild with all the wisdom you will ever need to navigate your life in a beautiful and powerful way. Then, just like everyone else on the planet, you got tamed as you fell under the power and influence of others who were also tamed. All that taming you got as a kid has you convinced you are less powerful than you really are. I call all of that unconscious programming power leaks. And on this show, you're going to discover yours and then you're going to choose to plug them so you can get back to the wild, wise and powerful being that you are. So grab a coffee, glass of wine or a favorite friend or all three. And let's talk about what living your wild self can mean for you. Hello, all you beautiful beings and welcome to the show. I'm Lane Smith-Brown, and this is episode number 16 of the Unleash Your Life podcast. And today we're going to talk about the language we use when we speak about ourselves and to ourselves. I was being a bit cheeky with the title, but it's time to watch our tongues and start singing our praises instead of anything to the contrary. Now, if this is your first show, it could be beneficial to start at the beginning, but know that I am trying my best to make each episode stand on its own. So on that note, let's get on with the show. I'm going to start off with a question. And perhaps you'll ponder it for the rest of the show. Ready? What three kind things did you say to yourself today about yourself? Did you look in the mirror and wink as you noticed how beautiful you are? Did you acknowledge what an awesome job you did at work or while making a meal or while navigating crazy traffic and keeping your cool? Or in how you noticed someone who needed a bit of encouragement today and you dished out just the right dose of acknowledgement and support what did you do today that made you feel pretty damn fine about yourself? Or did that action simply go completely unnoticed? If it was the latter, I suspect you weren't alone. Most of us weren't trained to notice the goodness in ourselves. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, just everything being about you. I'm talking about noticing that you are a gift and you bring something beautiful to the world just by being you. So when you looked at yourself in the mirror today, what did you acknowledge about yourself? Did you notice your beauty, your smile, your eyes, or did you focus on a perceived flaw of some kind? Did you judge your hair or your curves or your lack of curves? How about your skin or your brows or whatever else came to mind? Did you notice what you didn't get done or what you did get done today? Did you notice that you put a, a meal on the table 
Or did you judge that meal to be not as good as it could have been? Did you mutter, I'm stupid or silly or forgetful or scattered under your breath today? If so, how many times did you do that? Have you ever judged yourself for not being the right size or the right height and made that little sneer where your lip curls up just a little bit on the side? Did you declare that your memory is failing or your eyesight is going or your body isn't as fast as it once was? Do you tell yourself your timing is always off or you're not lucky or you're not good with money? That's a lot of questions, I know, but I want to open your awareness on the language you use to describe yourself and your situation. Because I suspect that much of the thoughts or words you use would not be the thoughts or words you'd use about someone else. Am I right? Do you wonder where this all began? Perhaps you know exactly. Maybe you picked up on messages you heard from others when you were young and just continued thinking that was true. Maybe you were discouraged about um, taking pride in yourself or your accomplishments because it was thought of as vain or prideful or boastful. We can be programmed early to argue for our limitations instead of not noticing what we do well, or instead of noticing what we do well, that would probably be a better way to say that. It is an interesting thing to pull, pull apart, don't you think? Sometimes those judgments spill over into what we think we're capable of as well. When do we say we can't do something? Where do we talk ourselves out of trying something new because we assume it won't turn out well? Where do we say there's no point in trying because, you know what, it won't happen anyway? I think most kids think they can do anything, and they're right. If they didn't think that, they wouldn't attempt to walk or talk or read. They know they can do it because the people around them no, they can do it. And then somewhere along the line, our caregivers may have put some limitations on us, like we're not being practical enough, or our standards are too high, or our feet aren't firmly planted on the ground, or we're not enough like so-and-so, and so-and-so was always placed way up high on a pedestal. So I'm on a mission to get you moving yourself closer to understanding your limitlessness. Because all of that stuff you're currently telling yourself that's negative, they're paraleaks. And you know our objective here is to get us plugging all of those, right? So we stand in our authentic power. Now, this may take some practice, but it's worth the work. And this is how it begins. We start noticing how we speak about ourselves and our abilities. Notice. That's it. So how do you notice? Well, you have to be in the moment. 
using past experiences as an excuse that this will not turn out like you want it to, or using the future as a prediction that everything will probably turn out poorly is off limits. Past and future doesn't exist, which makes it so surprising how much time we all spend in each of them, doesn't it? Look, I used to tell myself I wasn't mechanically inclined. My dad taught me that there was repair people to fix things like cars and dishwashers and leaky pipes. So I never picked up the interest and I assumed that the reason he handed it off was it was too complicated for us mere mortals. My mate had the opposite instruction as she spent her bonding time with her older brother taking apart and fixing everything, even car engines. And she learned there was very little she couldn't figure out and fix. Now, if you've been listening for a bit, you may recall the story of me ending up on a remote piece of property, alone, and a thousand miles away from home. So, during the three years I was on my own, my washing machine broke down. Now, I didn't have a truck to take it into the city and there was no repair companies close to where I was living. So what would need to happen? Well, I needed to step up and I needed to get it fixed. And I was the only one who could do it. So I called the manufacturer's 1-800 number and explained my predicament. The repair guy was awesome and thought it was likely a fuse. He was willing to help me go through the process of getting at the fuses. It was ridiculously complicated. It took over an hour and nearly 10 steps of instructions to get to the burnt out 27 cent part. I replaced the part, reversed the order of me dismantling the dishwasher and got it put back together. And it worked and it kept on working. I did something that I assumed I couldn't do. That belief was a lie. And that belief was a power leak. I may choose to hand off future repairs, but not because I can't figure it out with the right guidance and a bit of patience. The first thing I learned from this experience was that if I were designing washing machines, they would be far more user-friendly and you wouldn't have to take the whole machine apart to find a fuse. Truthfully though, the fact that it was a little complicated was what gave me such pleasure in the accomplishment. Often challenging work is more satisfying than easy work. Remember that when you start to dig in on some of your power leaks. So when you are in a new or uncomfortable situation, do you argue for your limitations? Do you sound something like this? I'm not good at these types of things. I can't do that. Or that won't work. That's too difficult. Or eh, it'll never happen. Have you ever used those types of phrases? The truth is most of us can figure out nearly anything. And most of us can do nearly everything. The key is to break things down into stages and then take it just one step at a time. 
Sometimes it's not so much about accomplishing something as it is about valiantly making the attempt, a serious attempt, not a whiny little, I'll try, with no true intentions of following through, you know, defeating ourselves before we even begin. Are there places in your life where you argue for your limitations? Perhaps you talk yourself out of taking on something new because you think you will fail or someone might laugh. Maybe you have thought that it wasn't worth the effort then. Have you ever thought about going to the opposite side of those thoughts and consider what would happen if you did succeed? Or what if you inspire someone else to try as well? Flip your initial reaction over in your head and come up with a new intentional belief. For example, I'm afraid could become, it will feel amazing when I get through this. This is difficult. Can become, here's an opportunity to learn something new. I'm not smart enough. Can get turned into, if I break it down into smaller steps, I can figure out anything. And then there's those uh, two nasty words, uh, kind of a devious little duo called never and always. When you notice these words coming out of your mouth, get ready to do some flipping. So statements like I never win at anything becomes I'm ready for my luck to change. I always fail can turn into, I'm open to recognizing what I'm particularly good at. I never get promoted. Switches to, I'm going to learn to articulate my abilities and contributions and ask to be compensated for them. I always get the flu becomes, my body is a virtual healing machine and it can support my good health when I support it in doing its work. This is about feeling comfortable and confident to make a case for your capabilities instead of arguing for your limitations. Can you think of one way that there's a downside to this? I can't. All right, so you're ready to pay attention to this area of your life. Fantastic. Begin by asking yourself to become more sensitive to where you put yourself down. This may seem a bit silly, but many of us have become desensitized to when we do this. So it's important to learn to recognize it. Okay, so you notice you're putting yourself down or you notice you're not recognizing your accomplishments, or you're telling yourself you can't do something. Now what? Well, you could ask yourself, what would be more positive and liberating right now? What would be a positive and liberating thought in this situation, right in the moment? Maybe something like, I am beautiful. I am smart. I am capable. 
I am strong. I know how to figure shit out. Exclamation point. Or how about, I am far more than I've ever allowed myself to believe. Until now. That last one has my vote. Then, turn that new thought into an affirmation statement for a while. Keep saying these types of things to yourself over and over again until you begin to believe the truth of it, or at the very least, the possibility of it. Next, try something. Try something that you have not done already because you thought you couldn't or shouldn't. Now, <laughs> try to keep this legal. I'm not encouraging you to rob a bank or light something on fire, okay? So back to your attempt at taking on something new. Be conscious not to get hung up on what the finished product looks like. Spend more of your energy appreciating the fact that you stepped into a new experience. You did something different. You changed your mind about something, no matter what the outcome. That is worth celebrating. Now, remember your ego wants to keep you in the familiar energy of speaking poorly of yourself or telling yourself there are things you can't or shouldn't do. So it's going to get chatty, right? It's going to come up with all kinds of excuses not to do this. Oh, you're going to fail. This is silly. I've got better things to do. What if someone judges me and thinks I'm wasting my time? What are the types of things your ego tells you in order to keep you playing safe? Does something sound right to you? Now, if that was a new bit of information for you, go back to episode five to get a handle on the familiar equals safe scenario your subconscious mind is working from. That's the way it's been programmed and that is the way it functions. And if you can understand how that formula works, you can transform your life in a whole bunch of different ways. Now, what have you been wanting to try or or want wanting to learn, but you have talked yourself out of it. Taking a class, learning a new language, reading instead of watching TV, walking more, dancing more, mastering a new software program, writing a book, starting a course, or understanding the basics of how your car engine works so you can be more informed when you take it in for repairs. The list is really endless, isn't it? Where do you need to muster your commitment to make a case for your capabilities? Do you think you're the only one who does this? I mean, making a case for your limitations. Could it be true for someone you know? Perhaps someone that you encounter each day, but have never been bold enough to speak with. These are common human experiences. It is a part of what can make us cohorts and advocates for each other if we talk this stuff through. Now, isn't that a lovely legacy? Loving ourselves and loving those who come onto our path. This is another take on 
what we've been learning, another way to expose our hidden inherited beliefs. Learning to reframe a negative into a positive is a powerful way to train our brain to think differently. It allows us to more easily see a challenge as an opportunity. Choice is a transformative tool we all have available to us. I would encourage you to never waste it. So as this show comes quickly to an end, let me leave you with this. Notice your power leaks in your language. Where do you need to learn to tell a different story? You're way more brilliant and capable than you may know at this particular moment, but you're getting it. And you and the world will be better for it. How about we quit wasting our energy arguing for our limitations and start filling up on our power, our authentic power, by trying new things, by being curious, by making an argument for our capabilities. How does that sound? That sound okay? All right. On that note, if you haven't taken advantage of my free resources, listen to the outro for more details on how you can get them right here and right now. Thanks for listening, everyone. Meet me back here for the next show. Bye for now. Well, I hope this show rocked your world a little bit. If you want additional resources, check out the links in the show notes or at lanesmithbrown.com. Before you go, please subscribe to this podcast. It's how we get these tools into the world. And this world needs more wild women standing in their authentic power. Do that for me, will ya? Thank you.